Welcome to Companion Pass. I'm Lindsay Branquino, and we're about to take a wild ride into the lesser-known side of rodeo life. While the biggest names in rodeo are out in the arena entertaining us all, these are the stories of the people behind the scenes, supporting them and holding it all together. Unfiltered conversations with the partners, parents, and children of your favorite rodeo athletes on what it takes to navigate relationships, raise families, and pursue careers while the ones they love are out chasing their gold buckle dreams. Whether you're a part of this big rodeo family, a fan of the action, or a lover of Western culture, Companion Pass is where you'll find all of the insights you've been craving. Welcome back to another episode of Companion Pass. I am so excited about my guest today because I just absolutely adore her. It is the wonderful Stephanie Field. She is the wife of six-time world champion bareback rider Casey Field. Now, Stephanie is one of those girls that like you want to hate because she's so perfect, just like in every way. She's beautiful. She's got great style. She's also just funny and unbelievably sweet and really impossible not to love. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. Seriously, the best introduction ever. But I don't know if I believe all those things about me. Casey must have paid you. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't. He didn't. But I would be. I'll take it. It's just totally true. I remember not knowing you in person. I don't think we'd ever really met knowing you through social media and then just through the rodeo grapevine and seeing you from afar and just thinking, gosh, that girl is so beautiful and you just, you always look amazing. And I thought there's got to be something wrong with her. And then I met you and you're just funny and so warm and so fun to be around. And I realized that there really, there's not a thing wrong with you. Seriously, so sweet, but I feel the exact same way about you. Like, seeing you from afar. And I was like, I want to be Lindsay Franquino when I grow up. (laughs) You don't. (laughs) I do still. I, and I always tell you that I'm obsessed with you and that obsession is still going strong. (laughs) It's funny. Speaking of obsessions, I don't know what it is, but I have quite a few rodeo wife friends that are just happen to be married to bareback riders. And Luke, I think it's given him a complex because he's always (laughs) like, what is it with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just think you're such a great group of girls and I've never been around you, any of you and not just had the best time. I think you're a lot of fun. Is that, am I accurate in that description of bareback rider wives? You totally are because you, we really do like the bareback rider wives there. All of them are just outstanding. We all get along so good. Really are such a, like a tight group. There's not a bad thing I can say about any of them, but also I feel like, I don't know why, but with steer wrestler wives, I feel like we're just two peas in a pod. I don't know if like I could pick another event. It's like always steer wrestlers. I love so many of you ladies. Like you guys, we're just, we're meant to be. There's something about it. I don't know. Like we, it does seem to be that way. There must be something about bareback riding and steer wrestling, whatever stereotypes define those athletes and the people then that they marry that kind of bring us together. Because there does seem to be a lot of crossover in those events as far as like people I see hanging out or even Luke being friends with a lot of bareback riders. And my, you please feel free to tell me if I'm wrong here. But to me, my perception, how I view bareback riders is like just guys that are like a lot of fun, maybe a little wild and crazy, like 
I always see them being really outgoing and just like the life of the party. And to me, when I think about the timed events, that's the same way that I see steer wrestlers. Do you see any of that similarity? 100%. Because I feel like you always hear that stereotype of, I don't know, like when you hear people talking and, oh, it's typical refi or of timing. It's like the, the timing like they have that stereotype. But I feel like the... Like you guys, the steer wrestlers, they don't fall into that like tiny event because you're more of like on the rough side of the tibies, right? So you're right in the middle. And I feel like we're going to claim you as our own, more of a roughy. <laughs> I'll take it and I'll get to tell Luke now and I will just feed into his complex that he has about it. <laughs> I love it. I think that, yeah, I think it's, you guys aren't technically tibies. You're basically roughies because it's a rough sport. Like that, they are rough and tough and I love it when it's raining, though, because then it's like they're full on tiny or not tiny, but they're full on like rough stock. They're getting dirty. It's my favorite, especially like in Calgary when it's raining and they're like head to toe in mud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Probably man. Probably not your favorite, true. though. I wouldn't want to do laundry. <laughs> I gave up long. I'm going to have to say I gave up long ago doing Luke's laundry. I'm like, this is a job better left to professionals. Yeah. Spray it out with the hose and send it to somebody else. Yeah, it's a multi-step process for sure. There's like an I leave them out the door, you hose them down, then you do the pre-wash, then the first wash, and then maybe they go back through again. But basically, my washing machine is just filled with tiny little pebbles and, <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, you probably need like a separate washer for their stuff. Oh, for sure. Now, clearly you fit right into this whole bareback world, but you grew up involved in horses and rodeo a little bit, but not necessarily to this extreme, right? It was a bit of, you were like a little bit on the peripheral of the rodeo world, right? Yeah, I feel like the only thing that I had in common was like maybe the horses, but on a different aspect, right? Because I, I didn't like anything to do with bucking horses. So <laughs> trying to stay away from that end. But yeah, my family loved horses growing up. My mom would always put me on the saddle with her when I was just a toddler to get me to take a nap. And I just, I grew up on the back of a horse. I loved riding. It was my escape. I would go and ride for hours by myself, like in the middle of nowhere, which is crazy to think as being a mom now. I don't think I would ever let Chamberlain or the other two go and do that. But yeah, so You like, grew up in Wyoming, right? I grew up in Montana. Well, oh, Montana. I mean, I'm sorry. We, we grew up a lot or moved around a lot. South Dakota, Arizona, Montana, Wyoming, all of the places, but mostly was Montana as I got older. But yeah, I didn't know like rodeo was I'd watch the barrels. That was about it. And then as I got older, I chose sports. So I just rodeo wasn't really my thing. Yeah. I, in your so you wrote a piece for me for Companion Pass when it was just the written series on my blog and it's still there. And I would encourage everybody to go and read it because it, it was really great. And so much of what you talked about in there is still really relevant, even though that was a couple years ago already. But you talked about grow how you grew up and just being really independent as when you were young and how do you think that's something that prepared you a little bit for this life? Because being a rodeo wife, you have to I guess you don't have to, but I would think it would be really hard to make this lifestyle work if you were not somebody who was comfortable being independent. Oh, yeah, 100%. If you could prepare for it, that's, I feel like, the only aspect of that can prepare you for being a rodeo wife because there is nothing that can compare you for this crazy life. It's such a blessing and it's so fun. But like with everything, there's always pieces of that so hard. 
But yeah, my mom was a single mom for most of my life. She worked all the time. And so I was just on my own. And but I, from her, I learned to work hard, but then also just figure things out by myself. And so that has definitely served me a good purpose as being a rodeo wife. Yeah, I mean, for sure served you well. There's so much. And it's just little day-to-day things that I think we take for granted when you have a husband that's gone a lot that you have to just like figure out on your own on the fly or you're like something breaks or the little stuff that they take care of when they're around that when they when something when it all goes south and they're gone, you do have to just figure out, right? Well, right. And but they make it look so easy. So it's like, I can do that. I've seen, I've seen him do that. I think the hardest part for me, honestly, is like he does everything. He makes everything look so easy. And then like I go to get in the tractor and I was like, okay, why are there so many buttons? Where? I always tell him like, I need to make my own YouTube channel of just like how to run things. Like this is a tractor, ladies. This is how you turn it on. And this moves the bucket. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Because there's been so many times where I've had to like YouTube things or try not to bug Casey while he's on the road and like call a neighbor or my sister-in-law and be like, okay, so how do I take this off? But there is one thing that makes me more mad than anything is when he leaves and I have to feed the horses with the skid stair and he leaves the bucket on and not like the forks because then I have to take the bucket off and I don't know how sometimes. <laughs> so that's um, the one thing you had to do and you leave the bucket on. But yeah, that's you just have to figure it out. It's Trial and error for sure. Sometimes more error. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly right. That's how you're learning. I love hearing that story. I'm hearing you say you really are the complete package because not only are you all you are all those things I mentioned before, but you're also like, and then this is how I operate heavy machinery when my <laughs> husband's gone. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, you definitely should make that YouTube channel. I would watch. I feel like you would have a very strong audience and other rodeo wives. What would it be called? How to operate equipment for, I don't know. I wouldn't call ourselves dummies because we are not dummies. We're definitely not <laughs> dummies. So when I was pregnant with Cade, our my first pregnancy, I ordered a crib. And Luke at that time was gone for like huge stretches. He wasn't coming home a lot. And so I like ordered this crib. I was really excited about it. And it came and obviously it's stupid, but I guess I didn't realize how many pieces the crib was going to come in. I don't know if I just thought it showed up like pre-assembled or what, but this like independent part of me and then also the stubborn part of me is I got this. I can put this together, this whole crib. And so I was like assembling this crib and I had to be like seven or eight months pregnant. I was very pregnant at the time. And I was doing a really good job. I was like sweating and it wasn't pretty, but I was getting it done. And then I don't know how I got to this part where you had to put like the, I guess the little spring thing that actually holds the mattress in. And so I was under it and I had assembled it on top of myself. And then I got to this part where I finally got the like mesh wire spring thing like in there. And I was like, it was this great feeling of like success. I had done it. And then I was like trapped underneath the crib with my my pregnant belly. Huge pregnant. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, how have I done this? Like, surely you're not supposed to assemble it from the bottom so that (laughs) it was the only way I could do it. But then I just had my, I had to like roll over, like I looked like a turtle that gets turned (laughs) on its back and gets stuck that way. And I had to like roll over halfway and lift it up like with my shoulder and eke out. And it was just, I was so glad in that moment that there was zero people around (laughs) to see me. You're amazing. But I completely wholeheartedly feel you like when you first started saying that your stubbornness and independentness it's almost like okay watch this like 
I can do this. And then it's like, it gives you more power to be like, I don't need you go do your rodeo thing. I've got this. Because then you do is I can do this. And then you may hit the barn with the skid steer and then try to hide it. I mean, (laughs) you win some, you lose some. I have to think that that's one of the things that drew these men to us, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, Casey, that he tells me that all the time. Just like that your independence, he's... Because obviously when you're looking for a spouse and him knowing the rodeo world and not me not knowing the rodeo world, he would tell me all the time like that's what he loved about me was just that I could do things, I guess, on my own. I didn't need somebody, but I was so used to it. I just, just, I didn't need him to always be around. Not that I didn't want him to be around, but I just thought I just would figure it out by myself. Yeah. I think it's a really important quality in surviving this life. But you just mentioned not like being thrown into this, not knowing much about it. Were there things that like took you by surprise or that you learned the hard way or just what was your like the first year of real rodeo life like for you when you're learning the ropes? Definitely learn the hard way is never ask a rough stock person, a bareback rider, bull rider, battle bronc, whatever, if they got bucked off. One time, Casey, we were just, I don't even know if we were even like officially dating yet, but we had not known each other for very long. And he had just got back from a rodeo and called me and was like, I asked him like, how'd you do? And he's, oh, not very well. I'm like, what did you do? Get bucked off. And he was so mad at me. I don't even know if he's been that mad at me to this day. Like, Note to self, never ask Casey if he's gotten bucked off. Never ask him. He'll be like, I don't get bucked off. No, he was like so offended. No, I didn't bucked off. And I was like, geez, okay, sorry. You just said you didn't do it. In my mind, that's not doing it. He just didn't score very well. But even now, like after being married for almost 11 years, I think he's seriously... If you ask him, he would say he hasn't, but <laughs> just kidding. He's probably been bucked off maybe four or three or four times. But so yeah, don't ask if he's been bucked off. It's not very nice. <laughs> but yeah, I did definitely get thrown into it. I didn't know anything about bareback riding. I was still, I feel like I'm still learning things. <laughs> were there things like as you were learning it that came up that you were like, oh gosh, this might be, I might, I may have bitten off a little bit more than I can chew. Or did you ever second guess your decision to get involved with somebody in rodeo? Or was it just like a great new world that you were excited to be a part of? You're young and you're love, right? So it's just, you don't really see like the cons to everything. I, I, so no, I never thought, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? But I'm sure as you can relate, And I feel like it's not as much like this anymore. But like when we first started dating, rodeo was such a party. Everywhere they went, it was just, it was just like from party to party. And it was crazy. Like they would just always go out afterwards. And just, it was, even if it was just like at the rodeo grounds, they were just always having a good time. And as dating somebody and they're like constantly like from one town to the next, it's, I don't know why. I never really got like jealous or anything, but there would be times where I'd be like, I don't know, I guess question it. Like, is, is this what I want? Is this how it's always going to be? But I don't know. I It was, I don't know, it was just always different with him. And then after you get married, same thing when you're at home with a kid and you're by yourself trying to figure out this whole new life with a newborn. And same thing, it's like they call you and you can barely hear them because it's so much loud noise and they're at a bar somewhere having a good time. And you're like, 
I'm like crying in the same clothes for three days, <laughs> trying to figure this new life out with a newborn. But but no, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I don't think I ever really questioned it other than, can I be at the hotel by myself for a night and you come and be <laughs> here for three weeks? It only seems fair. <laughs> well, yeah. Casey's dad is also a world champion. So your mother-in-law, Veronica, then lived this life before you did the same. You're living parallel lives here. So when you and Casey first got married or were engaged or whatever, was she somebody that you could turn to and ask advice or have show you the ropes or let you know what you were in for? Oh, a hundred percent. It's crazy how similar our lives are. But yeah, she grew up in like California and she was like a beach girl and traveled the world. Her dad was really high up like in the airlines. And so she literally traveled everywhere for free. And similar story, then she met Louis, she fell in love and she was just thrown into the rodeo world. Her mom was a photographer for rodeo, so she had been around, but actually, you know what's crashed that I honestly think she was like a rodeo queen at one time, which is so funny to think, but like in similar situation, just thrown in and because you, you don't really know for sure what you're getting yourself into unless you lived, you grew up in rodeo, but yeah, she's, she has definitely been like a solid rock in my life to to walk me off of the edge sometimes when it's life just gets hard being at home by yourself and things. But and so fun at the same time because we'd be at a rodeo and she'd be like, "Oh, I love that rodeo and go do this and visit this place." And it's been looking into the future with her because she's like, "What do you want to know?" Where and if no Veronica is to love her, she is so fun and outgoing and just. She's truly the best. If you know her, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, she's been a huge blessing in my life and to prepare you for all the things because it's such a short lived life, especially in the rough stock. Like they just, it's so hard on your body. You don't last very long, right? It's just a very short lifestyle. I remember her telling me that all the time, enjoy it while it lasts. Like it goes by so fast. And I feel like she told me that yesterday. And then here we are at towards the end of Casey's career and knowing that it's probably not going to be too much longer just because with life and kids and his body. So got to try to preserve a little bit of it. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, what a blessing to have her though, as somebody who understands those things that I think takes maybe another rodeo wife or somebody who's lived this lifestyle to really be able to understand because so much of it it's hard to relate to if you're not somebody who's lived it. So to have her as like a sounding board or a shoulder to lean on, to just really get it in those moments that are so tough that they understand why he's gone at important or tough moments and can be there for you. I would just think that was something that for me in the early part of our relationship, I felt was really lacking is that I didn't, I had people that were there to support me, but not people that were living a similar life that that I was or that had. And so they weren't able to really just get it. And I think that that's something I wish I would have done looking back is that I wish I would have sought out other rodeo wives earlier in our relationship to just be there and be like, oh girl, I understand to listen or whatever. How great for you to have that. But in some aspects, I would think that her being probably what the 80s or I'm just assuming I don't know when they were married 
that things were probably a lot different for her in some ways living rodeo life than they are now because we have things like FaceTime and Oh my gosh, cell can you phones. imagine? I could not imagine. I tell her all the time, I don't know how you did it. Louis, he's so sweet. So when they were rodeoing, they didn't even have cell phones. So he would go to a rodeo and then he would just find a random payphone along the road and make his traveling partner sit in the car while he talked to her. And we were just talking about this the other day, like how thankful we are for the Cowboy Channel. Because even when Casey and I first started dating and we were even married, I guess the Cowboy Channel isn't even that old. You would just hope that there was a friend or another wife or something in the stands and hopefully you would get a video to see their ride. Otherwise, you would just wait till after he was done to hear how he did. But very rarely would I see that ride. And now it's so fun that not for like your family, but even just like fans out there that can tune in and watch him throughout the whole year. And I didn't know how he'd do for days. And I can't imagine or if they got hurt or something. But it's just with technology, it's such a blessing that we have that nowadays. And being away from each other for so long with FaceTime, like you said, like it, it makes it a lot easier to be apart. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So going back to not being around many people that knew much about rodeo, I find even still less so now that we've moved to Texas, but when we lived in California and a lot of the people that we were around or I would meet, they don't have any idea about what rodeo is. So trying to be like, oh, what does your husband do? Or I'd go to a school event or something and it's like, where is your husband? Or even those doctor's appointments when you're pregnant. Oh, is your husband ever coming? Does he exist? Have you made this, <laughs> made him up? And trying to explain to these people like what he does or just saying, oh, my husband travels a lot for work. They think he's gone a week <laughs> out of the month or something. How do you describe what Casey does to somebody who doesn't know? Still to this day, like even though it's so much more popular and like I said, with the Cowboy Channel, more people do know. But back when we first started dating, I remember this cute girl that I worked with. She, and it's like just weird to say that, oh, I'm dating a bareback rider. And so she, she was so cute. And she was like, so what does your boyfriend do? And I'm like, oh, he's a bareback rider. And she was quiet for a second. And she said, so he like rides bears. Yes. Suddenly Casey doesn't seem so tough that he only rides horses. I know. What a scaredy cat. What is he? We need to bring out a new event, I think. I We need something with claws if he's going to impress us. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the first that it started. And then, which was just like funny. And there's been lots of like funny things like that. I wish I would have wrote them all down because just like reminiscing and thinking about it, I can probably think of so many and just giggle to myself. But Another one that was equivalent to don't ask a bareback rider or a rough stock rider if they got bucked off. Because one time, like recently, this was not very long ago, like within the last year. And now that like more people know of Casey, this guy was like, oh, so your husband's that cowboy guy, right? And I'm like, yeah, he's he rides bareback versus whatever. And he's, oh, so you're like a, one of those buckle bunnies. And my jaw dropped. Like I was Casey in that moment. Like, how dare you? I'm like, do you realize what you just said to me? I I was like speechless. I'm like, no. And I even told him, I was like, that is not a compliment. That is, that's not a good thing. No, I am not one of those buckle bunnies. I told him and he realized that buckle bunny is not a compliment. So to all of you listening. spreading the word. Yes, spread the word. If you're listening, you're new to rodeo. It's not a compliment if you 
especially to a wife, if you tell them, no. oh, oh, you're a buckle bunny, please do not put me in that category. I guess I didn't, growing up around rodeo and stuff, I didn't realize how many people didn't really understand exactly what you just said, that like a buckle bunny is not a positive thing. It's, I guess maybe it sounds cute. I don't know if that's why people like to use that term, but it's definitely not. So I, like a buckle bunny, tell me if you would describe it differently, but I would, it's basically like a groupie, right? Right. Like what groupies are to like rock stars would be like what these girls are to cowboys. And yeah. like unclassy, <laughs> not a cute yes. little like bunny. It's like a very unclassy, <laughs> do I, do I dare say trashy? Just just. Yeah. You can spot them, right? Like you, you don't want to be. Yeah. It sounds cute. Bunnies are cute, but not this kind of bunny. <laughs> not this No, one. it'd be like, it's the ones that show up to the hometown rodeo, hang out at the beer garden, wait for a cowboy to pass by so that they can get them in their snares. Yeah. So I, with my store, I go down to market to do my buying. And this past time I went to market back in March, I we carry Mother Denim at the store. And they always have the cutest, funniest names for their collections and their groups. And this time they were coming out with some kind of like Western inspired styles. And so the girl that was helping me, and I absolutely adore her. I've worked with her for years. And she was like, so this, it was like a wash of jeans, I guess. And I think they named it Buckle Bunny. And she's, oh, I have to ask you, is this came up in our team meeting that this was called Buckle Bunny and she's and everybody loved it. And she's, I have to ask Lindsay because I think that's not a nice thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like being from Texas and saying, oh, bless your heart. Like that is yes. not, it's not a compliment. It's not being nice. Perfect analogy. Perfect analogy. There was, I guess a lot of people don't, I guess on the outside, maybe I don't necessarily fit the stereotype of what people think is a cowgirl or Western or I don't know. But there was, when Cade was in preschool, there was another dad there whose child went to the same preschool and had met Luke at these things. And then I happened to meet, his wife was in my store one day and then he stopped in and she was, he was acting like he had never met me. And so the wife was like, oh, honey, you know her. She's, this is Cade's mom. And I will never forget the look of bewilderment on his face as he was like, but Kate's dad's a cowboy. And he could not reckon the two of us together. Like, he just couldn't do it. He was like, I had to convince him. I'm like, I have ID. I don't know what you want me to see. But I don't know what they were expecting. Like, maybe he was expecting that, like, buckle bunny trope. I don't know. Maybe he needed some Daisy Dukes and, like, tall boots and a little gingham shirt knotted up or a cowboy hat or something. Thinking you were going to be, like, ranchy. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) It was pretty funny, though. You know what that actually reminds me of? Luke just made a post the other day about, I can't even, bowling something along the lines of, like, how you can get a girl where she don't think you can get. And he, like, posted a picture and then next posted a picture with like you and him next to each other. Oh. And I, I don't know. That's, I don't even know what it was. It was, you know, it was, oh my gosh, that, that meme was hilarious. I mean, when this episode comes out, I'm going to have to find that meme and reshare it. It was like steer wrestlers with the girl. And it was this picture of this very happy chubby boy on a beach in swim shorts. And he had his arm around a girl with like a rockin' body and a bikini on and stuff at this beach. And it had something to do with like steer wrestlers there. I can't remember what it was. That that one was really funny. Yeah, that just yeah. reminded me of that. But 
Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter because you you are you're smoking hot. Maybe he just wasn't. Maybe he just wasn't <laughs> no. expecting. Damn, no, I don't know what it was. But you and Casey, you met at Cheyenne, right? Yes. Yep. Speaking of not knowing the ropes, so that was like my first. There's two types of people. Like I feel like that go to Cheyenne. You go for the daddy of them all for the rodeo, or you go for the concerts. And I was full on there for the concerts. It was me and all of my girlfriends from high school. And we were going for a George Strait concert. And then one of the ladies that was with us, which is so funny, because I was really young. I was still in high school. She was actually my teacher. So she was best friends with Casey's mom, Veronica. And so she had known Casey growing up. And the next day, we didn't have anything to do. And she said, let's go to the rodeo. My, my friend Casey's going to be there. And so that's how Casey and I met is she introduced us. And But the funny story about that was, it being a big first rodeo for me, like big, like, yeah, that's like a huge that. one yes. for your first rodeo. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Not like my first rodeo. Like I've always been like little right. ones, but that's a huge big rodeo. Right. And that's where I met Casey. But it was funny when I first met him because he, so he's, if you've been to Cheyenne, like the back area where they like the little locker room area and where the concessions are. And then there's those stairs that like ascend up right over the locker room. I was walking up those and that's like where he saw me and was like, Hey Lynn, like, you need to introduce us. And so when I first met him, I, my first thought was like, he's like a dirty, feel like a dirty cowboy because if you like me not knowing, they don't, they have a different outfit that they change into. So he had, he, it's like end of July. So he had been on the road for a month at a time and they have these one pair of jeans that they, he rides in. So it's like these baggy, probably very comfortable jeans, but he, and they don't wear a belt when they ride. So he had these baggy, dirty jeans on and his jeans were tucked into his boots. And then he had his spurs on and then he like, then they like tie their spurs on to the bottom of their boots or something. So it's like these, it's just, he looks just funny and he was just dirty. <laughs> and, and then like this. What had, a first impression, Casey. I know, right? And then he had, <laughs> so they don't wear a belt. So he had like a, a string on one belt loop and then another string on the other belt loop. And then he would tie that in the middle for his belt. And then so anyways, we went and watched him ride. And that was like my very first impression of him. And he, I do remember him being like so cute out in the arena. They're like showing off and stuff. Like he like ran by me like when I was in the stands. And anyways, we went afterwards and he like showered. And then after that, I was like, oh, wow, he's not he is not a dirty cowboy. He's <laughs> very clean and handsome cowboy. Yeah, first impression. <laughs> when you peel and- back the layers of dirt. So <laughs> yes. if you meet a cowboy and you're not immediately impressed, what we're saying is just hose them down real quick. Yes. See what's underneath <laughs> and then make your decision. <laughs> yes. Don't judge a book by its cover, even because it could be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I definitely learned that marrying a steer wrestler, like there's a lot of dirt involved. Yes. I, and we, we've said this before as the bareback wives and the steer wrestlers wives, we're just we're two peas in a pod. Yeah. And that's one thing. So Luke had, you'll have to tell me what your experience is for compared to this. So Luke had growing up, he only had brothers. He grew up on a ranch. His mom, who's the most wonderful woman in the world, is not particularly like girly. She's not into like jewelry and clothes and makeup and stuff like that. So then when I came along and we got serious and then married Every single girl thing was so foreign to him. It's like it was a whole new world to him. And he didn't understand anything. And that really worked out to my benefit because he like 
as a whole accepted everything. I could have told him anything, been like, oh, it's just something girls should do. He's great. That sounds cool. <laughs> that you should do that then. He didn't, there was no judgment or anything. I'm like, all girls have to have 200 pairs of shoes. He's like, oh, they do. You should get some more. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you only have so, 180. But, Go shopping. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, we've got to get you some more, which was really great. But like all girls stuff was just so new to him. And so it's been funny. And now I'm repeating the cycle with all boys. I'm just like, I think all of our animals are boys too. There's just not another girl around. So you who are like, I don't know, you're like a great mix between obviously, as we've established, can do anything, but you're girly girl. You like the makeup and the hair and everything. Is that to Casey because you're coming into this world? Is Was that all like new to him or did his mom and sister like break him in for you? No, his mom and his sister definitely paved the path for me for sure which god bless them yes because i wasn't really like a a girly girl i guess i've always i wanted to be but i was just always sports i was really young when we met so i was like just always my life was basically sports like that's just what i knew and then and then meeting casey and getting to like actually get dressed up i like found more of a love for it and like balancing the two of both worlds but no, Veronica has taught me so much in that area, actually. I don't know, in so many, in so many different ways. But actually a funny story about that where I had to throw her and his sister under the bus, which in the best way. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> I threw myself first and then they them. followed. Yeah, they came with me. But um, You took them down with you. Yes. Yeah. Because right, if you're going to keep a secret, you can't tell anybody, right? And you have to take it to the grave. And I feel everything's out there now. But at first, like when I very first got Botox, like Veronica, she's told me all the secrets, like her Botox, whatever, all the things. And, but she had been getting Botox for years. And I was like, I want to get Botox. I'm going to try this. But Casey, when I feel like when you don't know what it quite is, right, you think of all of the horrible situations, right? When you pass somebody in the airport, yeah. you're like, oh, whoa, Botox gone wrong. Whatever. <laughs> the extremes. Right. Which was a great example. Was like Casey would think if you had big lips, that was Botox, which obviously. Oh, like- Luke too. <laughs> yeah. What is that? I told him once that I was getting Botox and I got home and he was like, your lips don't look any bigger. I'm like, what the what Botox Two is? different things, honey. Come on. But it can get confusing, right? Because like you have a Brazilian blowout for your hair, then you have the Brazilian for the air- other area, right? So I can see where they can get confused on things. But so anyway, so I have been that getting... could lead to some serious disappointment. <laughs> yes, it could. So <laughs> I had been getting Botox and it was like a huge, I didn't even tell his mom, which is like the one that introduced him to it. And I even went to her doctor and it, which is also really hard when you have children and the husband has to take the children and, but you can't tell them where you're going. So I was like getting sick of trying to figure out like lies because I like don't ever lie to him, but I did lie to him for a good, probably solid year. So anyways, I go to this doctor. I even tell the doctor, like, you cannot tell Veronica I'm here because I didn't want like her to know. So then I didn't want it to slip and the secret be out and then be like, oh crap, by the way. Anyways, I didn't even tell my best friend because I didn't want her to say something and it get out there. So anyways, like a year later, I finally was like, okay, I'm like sick of trying to make excuses of me to go to these appointments. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to tell you something and I've been doing something for a while and I just need to get it out there. And he's like nervous. Thinking I'm going to tell him something way worse. I'm like, I've been getting Botox. I get Botox. I do Botox. <laughs> oh, and he like, was just like quiet and just like we were driving and he's like looking forward. He's like, that's just so stupid. You don't need it. And I'm like, 
you lied. I've been getting it for a year and you didn't even know. And your mom and your sister does it. I'm like, sorry, telling Sorry, I'm sorry, Veronica. So sorry, for, Mark Mackley. So for a solid year, he just thought that he never irritated you or made you mad because you were never frowning at him or right. anything. He's like, wow, I'm doing awesome. She hasn't been upset with me one time. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you never noticed. I was like, the fact that you didn't even know for a whole year proves your point wrong that it's fine. And, and, that, and then that was his thing was like bringing up like, people that look horrible with like filler and things that just went too sure. far and i was like whatever you're look at your mom she is drop dead gorgeous look at your sister they've been getting botox forever and then that would shut them up so thank goodness they they paved the road for me to all these girly <laughs> things because i'm like your mom does it and then it shuts them up for a minute so thank oh you my Bro. gosh that is so good so good well stephanie and i had so much to talk about that we couldn't cram it all into one episode. So come back here next week and catch the rest of our conversation. There's still so much more great stuff that you're not going to want to miss out. See you then. I hope you've had as much fun as I have listening to the heartwarming stories, adventures, mishaps, and life lessons from the arena and beyond. Now that you're officially a member of our Big Rodeo family, it would mean so much to us if you could take a moment to leave a rating and a written review. I'm passionate about putting these stories out into the world, and I love hearing your feedback. Knowing exactly what you want to hear more of or how an episode resonated with you helps us to continue to grow and, most importantly, share even more of our wild rodeo lives. Mm -hmm.